the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Portions of the following program are pre-recorded. AM 560, WFIL.com and on the app. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for tuning in. Happy Friday. Glad you're around. Beautiful day. Some sun, some clouds. 83 the high, down to 69 tonight. Kind of cloudy tomorrow. 87 the high Sunday. Clouds for a while, some sun in the afternoon, breezy, warm up to 91. We're in the 90s, it looks like most of the rest of next week, or a good chunk of it at least. So plan accordingly. Bills are at the Mets. A couple of big games, doubleheader going on. First pitch coming up here in a little bit. Aaron Nola on the mound for the Phils at 410. Matt Moore pitching game two for the Phils. 10 until he's scheduled for 740. It's a big weekend for them because... And with several wins, if they can sweep them, they'll be very close to first place. If they get swept, they'll be in the basement, perhaps. And uh, hopefully they won't split. Hopefully they can make some some progress, but at least take three out of four. We'll see. We have a couple of special guests on our program today. Very much looking forward to having Rob Barnett join us. He is the former uh, president of CBS Radio, also worked at VH1 and MTV, and he's worked with so many different people, not enough time to list them all. But he has a book out called Next Job, Best Job, The Headhunter's 11 Strategies to Get Hired Now. So Rob is going to join us for a little bit, talk about a little bit about that about the book. Also coming up, Aaron Schust, who was the um, songwriter of the year back in 07. He was new artist of the year, in fact, and had song of the year. You may know him. As the guy did the song, My Savior, My God, and he's had a number of other uh, well-known songs over the years. He's at the Ocean City Tabernacle this weekend. We've been pleased to work with the Ocean City Tabernacle the last, uh, you know, last couple of years, really. They've had a wonderful lineup of speakers and musicians and all that. And as we have the opportunity, we like to have them on the program uh, just ahead of time of when they're going to be there. So Aaron's in concert this coming Sunday at 7 we also had Shanti Feldhahn early on this week. She's going to be there doing the services in the morning, 8.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. And uh, she's written a bunch of books for women only, for men only, The Surprising Secrets of Highly Happy Marriages, and a bunch of others. And uh, she's going to be, again, there at the Ocean City Tabernacle this Sunday, 8.30 a.m., 10.30 a.m., Aaron Schust in the evening at 7. You get more info on all that at octabernacle.org. So those will be uh, in our program we cap our fine broadcast off with, now that's punny. So that's going to be a good cherry on the Sunday on the back end. And I'd like to uh, do a drawing today for WFIL t-shirts. We have the uh, kind of like a darker blue, and we have grayish, whitish, kind of marble, not marbled, uh, but it's kind of striped across, and both with our wonderful logo. We'd love to make a couple of winners. So... Text in if you'd like to just, you can just text your name in and put T-shirt. You don't have to get more involved in that. And uh, we'll draw a couple of winners, uh, you know, at the end of the program. And uh, 
And then at that point, we can get your address if we need it. So don't make it easy on yourself. Just text 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. Just your uh, first and last name, if you will. It's nice to know which Mary or which Frank is texting in. Uh, and where you're from, if you don't mind. I, I like to do shout-outs. So if you don't mind, I can say Frank in Philadelphia or whatever. Um, I wouldn't say your last name. We do try to keep it respect your race privacy. So, uh, But if you'd like to enter to win, we'll make some winners this hour, maybe even more than a couple. Text line, once again, 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. We'll be happy to make you a winner if at all possible. Quick first break. We'll be joined by Rob Barnett, former president of CBS Radio in just a moment. Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. It's 4.09, Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Very glad to bring on board special guest number one of the hour. His name is Rob Barnett. His website is robbarnettmedia.com. He's the former CBS radio president and executive at uh, VH1 MTV. Done many other things in his lifetime and now has a book out. Brand new. It's called Next Job, Best Job, A Headhunter's 11 Strategies to Get Hired Now. How you doing, Rob? Good. Thank you for doing this. Sure. Thanks for taking time today. Uh, share a minute, uh, just a little bit of the backstory. It always fascinates me what prompts a person to do what they do and to write next job, best job, and also how long it's been in the making when the process of putting it all together. The prompt was a literary agent who found me making videos every day on LinkedIn yes. and said, this is a book. And I said, it's a book if you sell it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But in all seriousness, you know, I I uh, started working after a long career in just about every kind of media there is. I, I hadn't juggled or, or done circus tricks, but, you know, radio, TV, film, online video, podcasting. I had a great long run, but then I got really stuck. And I got stuck about three years ago, almost to the day, June of 2018, and didn't know what to do. I was having a really hard time getting people to return emails. It was depressing. It was maddening. It was all those bad words that end in ING. And eventually, I decided to just reach out to people and talk openly about my predicament. I started making short videos that I posted just on LinkedIn and Facebook every morning, not just about my problem, but a problem that was shared by a lot of my closest friends, stuck in a place that I called hashtag IBJA, I-B-J-A. I gave it a funny name, in between jobs again. <laughs> and I said, look, if, if this is as hard as it's being, why don't we at least put our heads together, try and figure out some new solutions? So that became this little daily video series. Still no game plan, didn't know how that was going to turn into paying the rent. And then a man saw maybe eight or nine of these in a row, called me up and said, hey, I like what these are about. You're, you're a headhunter, right? That's what this is? And I said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Figure it out later. That's, that's, that's the, well, I Googled it then. I muted the call and started type, 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 typing into the, the, the laptop, you know, how to answer all those questions. And it was an instant new career. But in all seriousness, it really became a mission. I realized, you know what? I think I've run my race. I've had a good run. And now it's time to take everything that I've learned 
and help people not make all the mistakes I was making. Yeah. One of the, and, you know, thinking through, one of the things you talk about has to do proactively with somebody who is getting in touch and interviewing for a new job and making it about you know, doing their research, really doing their homework ahead of time. So you even come to the table with some solutions and ideas rather than I'm just uh, I'd love to work for you or something like, OK, a lot of other people would, too. <laughs> so, Tim, it's so important. And I think it might be one of the single big, biggest mistakes that we all make. You think that the cover letter that's just blah, blah, blah about how great you are is going to impress them. They're going to start crying tears of joy and go, <laughs> let's hire Tim. Instead, you've got to tell them what you think about what they're doing. Why specifically are you coming after this company? What proof is there that you know what we're all about? Have you done the homework that 99% of the other candidates are just, frankly, too lazy to do? Yeah. Would you say, Rob, that also some of that comes from a lack of vision? People are just throwing resumes out, hoping something sticks rather than having a vision of, well, what do I really want to do so I can narrow my focus and go for it aggressively? That's the key issue right there, and you nailed it. Not only is that why so many people are striking out, but think about it again from the company's point of view. They're not looking for a Swiss Army knife or a Jill or a Jack of all trades. They're looking for one specific focused person that can fix what needs to be done in the job that's called X. Whatever X is, they want the best X, right? They don't yeah. want somebody who's kind of, you know, I'm a, I'm a people person. I, I'm really good with, <laughs> you know, math and data. They, they, they want to know specifically that you're lined up for that role better than any other candidate. Would you say that uh, next job, best job is primarily geared toward those looking for that next job versus, or, or also beneficial for those who are doing the hunting for, for employees, right? I think so, yes, but I, I cannot tell a lie. It is written primarily for the seeker. Okay. My business is a headhunter every day. I'm working for companies trying to find you. Uh, that, that, that's where I pay the rent, right? Companies retain me as a headhunter to find the best person and do it in a way that's a thousand times quicker than their HR department can do it. But this book is for the seekers. Yeah, and you know what? I think on uh, right in the first chapter, you talk about if there's nothing else you take away from the book, uh, you know, you've got a curable disease that does not have to last for months and months. You have the decision-making uh, power to chart the right course and the ability to take control of your own job search like a super ninja. So I think that's at that <laughs> jolt, right, that you don't have to be stuck. It may take time, but if you're focused and work hard and have good insight like what the book can offer, you can get on track, and it does not have to take forever. That is correct. You, you know, the, people can put all this, like, real bad negative thinking in your head. They, they come up with these standard lines like, well, you know, it's going to be six months if you want to get a senior. Like, wh wh why do you start from a place <laughs> of total bad negative thinking? If you're on a focused job search or what we specifically call in the book a targeted company search, yeah. I got to take six months. You get on with the show. Yeah. Rob, it's great to talk with you. Maybe one last quick question. Just the, the, one of the themes that came out for me reading the book had to do with intentionality. Uh, chapter six, I think you talk about going through your Facebook and LinkedIn contacts and really organizing them, not just in the spreadsheet, but having some kind of contact, like otherwise, why are they there? And, and then that, that just that gives you not only something to do, but it, it really does help you understand what you already have at your disposal to take those next steps too. 
It's true. And this was an idea that was suggested to me by another headhunter many years ago before I thought about getting into this line of work. The guy said, when was the last time you went? How many, he said to me, he goes, how many LinkedIn contacts do you have? Now, way back when I had 6,000 today, I think, because of this book and all the people interested in it, it's more than 15,000. But, but when I had 6,000, he said, when was the last time you went through all those? And I said, um, oh, I know, never. <laughs> and he said, well, what you need to do, and you, you just stated it better than me, you need to go through that list. You need to take the time to go through that list and categorize it, work it, and then you've got a lot more to do than just snacking and taking naps all day on your job search. Now you've got the tools right in front of you to figure out how to reconnect with those people and try to do what Bruce Springsteen teaches, which is one plus one equals three. You know, <laughs> how are you gonna how are you gonna look at that contact and say there's got to be something to be done here specifically with this person that can get me that much closer to my goal? Yeah, very good. Well, thank you, sir. So much uh, a privilege to talk with you and. Uh, thanks for putting the book out so we can share with our listeners. Thanks, Tim. I really appreciate it. Have a great day. You too. It's Rob Barnett, former CBS radio president, VH1 MTV executive, and author of the book, Next Job, Best Job, a Headhunter's 11 Strategies to Get Hired Now. You can find out more at robbarnettmedia.com, including the videos he was referencing there uh, in our conversation. We have a brief break to take. Looking forward to bringing on Aaron Schust, next to the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. Yeah, 560WFIL.com on the app, and that's uh, Aaron Schust and a song that a lot of folks have heard many times over the years. It came out in 2007, My Savior, My God. That was uh, Song of the Year in 07. Songwriter of the Year of that song, Aaron Schust. Uh, new Artist of the Year that well as well. Going to be at the Ocean City Tabernacle this coming Sunday evening at 7. You can get details on that at octabernacle.org. And we're glad to bring Aaron on board uh, to our program today. How are you, Aaron? Doing well. How are you, Tim? Wonderful. Looking forward to you coming to town this Sunday. So Ocean City yeah, Tabernacle. Yeah, me too. It's, it's- been a long time coming. It keeps on getting, uh, you know, COVID delayed. We're going to do this. Were you scheduled for last summer and didn't work out? Or I was, I was scheduled for last summer, and then it moved to uh, Christmas, and then that moved to this weekend. <laughs> you know, I DJ weddings, and you just described, like, many brides. And- <laughs> They're like, oh, spring to fall, fall to spring, right. all that. No, well, I keep not... changing the set list, you know? It's like <laughs> not Christmas songs. Christmas songs, not Christmas songs. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I was going to ask you about that. What's in store you know, as you plan for the, for this coming Sunday? Well, it's my. there's two different ways that I'll take the stage, uh, and one is with a full band, and one is with my just my drummer, which is kind of, it sounds like it's a letdown, but honestly, it's a whole lot of fun, primarily because he plays about everything, so it's kind of one-man bandish for him. Cool. He sits on what we call a cajon. If you're not familiar with a cajon, it's kind of like a box that works as a drum. If you, yes. if you hit it in the front, it sounds one way. If you hit it in the side or the top, it sounds different. So he sits on that. He'll often play guitar at the same time. He has like a kick pedal on one foot and a tambourine attached to his left toe. It sounds gimmicky, but it's really not. It's a, it's a, it's a night of worship. I'll sit at the piano 
he's singing and playing guitar. So we'll we'll do some familiar songs. We'll do some songs that uh, that I've recorded over the years. Uh, some of the ones that people may have heard on the radio, and, and some new ones that we're excited to share about and uh, and tell some stories. And um, it's gonna it's gonna be a good time, I believe. That's great. For a second, I had the vision of what is it the uh, the organ grinder and the monkey going around with the cup. The guy who's could... exactly <laughs> that's why I say it's not gimmicky. There was that uh, that that Disney Pixar short about the uh, the two dueling um, one man bands uh, that yeah. I always loved. I forget what it, it's probably <laughs> called one man band, but uh, it, it, it it it's kind of I tell you what I think people when I when I'm out there when I'm you know on stage and I'm singing and and I feel like it gives people another level to enjoy. Some people their eyes are closed the whole time and they're just worshiping, and I love that. Um, and then I especially love watching the kids um, just with their eyes glued on Johnny as he plays all these uh, all these instruments. It's uh, it's fun. It's, it's, it's as much noise as we can make for two people. You know, <laughs> that's great. You know, uh, folks, just tuning in, we chat with Aaron Schust, who's at the Ocean City Tabernacle this Sunday. OCTabernacle.org dot org for info. The difference between a worship and a concert and or is uh, you've probably had to walk that line many times. Uh, how do you view that? Yeah, you know what? I worship to me, uh, and I should say, in my perspective, is um, is whenever we are uh, engaging, whether it's through music or something else. For what I do, it's music, uh, but engaging our minds and our hearts and even our spirits uh, with with God Himself, the only one who is worthy of our admiration, of our praise. That's where worship comes from. You know, worship. Um, mm. And for the kind of songs that I write, 95% of them are allowing the singer or the listener to engage with communication with God, singing our, our praises to God, um, singing our prayers to God, or even um, proclaiming truth about what we believe God, who we believe God is, to each other, you know, like exhortation. So we might not be saying, you are worthy, we might be singing, he is worthy, for example. Yeah. Uh, and the songs that I write, because I've grown up in the church and I've led worship in church, they, they, they like I said, 95% of the time fit that category. The where I have to be really careful with with the line is, when I'm, when my function for, uh, like my, what's the word? Yeah, I'll stick with function. When my function for a certain event is to lead worship, like when I'm leading worship for Will Graham, Billy's grandson, yes. or when I'm leading worship at a church on Sunday morning, I want to get out of the way and disappear as much as possible. I might read some scripture and then just go right into the song and then go right into the next song. What's going to be different about um, Sunday evening is that it's, it, it is a bit more of a concert. And I don't mean that with like bells and whistles and lights and whatnot. I just mean it's going to be like a living room evening where I'm going to share some stories every once in a while, and we'll, we'll talk back and forth. And I might even say some things off the cuff and talk about my kids. But then when we get into the songs, um, you know, I'll, I'll talk about, like, you know, this Bible story is the inspiration for this song. And then we sing the song, and it's worshipful, you know. Yeah. And uh, so there's a slight difference between there. But the bottom line for me is when I'm singing, I'm, I'm ascribing worth and value and honor to God. I love that. Folks tuning in, Aaron Schuess, our guest, Ocean City Tabernacle this Sunday. I think it's 7 o'clock, and the doors open at 6.15, and it's uh, totally free. Folks can come and enjoy. Uh, you mentioned family, and I was on your website. Pop-Up has a picture of your beautiful family there, and even the, the email updates, like join the newsletter, says family updates. Yes. And so take a minute, because I know that you know you have seeking to have your priorities straight, living for the Lord, is that you're not your music, you're not your minister, the music ministry 
first and foremost, but I'm sure uh, you're seeking to want to honor God. And by doing that, by loving your wife and your kids, just feel free to just share a little bit about, you know, your family that God's given you right under your roof. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this past uh, this past summer, I guess, well, this summer, next a few months from now, we'll be coming up on 21 years of marriage. Wow. My wife, Sarah, and we have three boys, um, 14 and 12 and 9. Amazing. And so my 14-year-old is getting his braces off right now. He's with Mommy and with <laughs> little Michael, my 9-year-old. I'm about to take my 12-year-old to the uh, community pool, just, you know, try to take – and it's, it's, you know, to, to kind of dive in a little bit to what you're talking about, I, I as the as – the, the provider of the family and loving what I do, I we all have work to do. It's never completed. There's always something to get done. There's always a next project. Um, but I'm, you know, I, I work the kind of job where I'm gone. If it's not COVID, I'm gone on weekends and and sometimes even longer than that. And so I try to take advantage of the opportunities when I'm with my family, especially in the summer. You know, when when they're home. So I have a ton of things that I could work on today, but. Once we get off the phone here, I'm gonna I'm gonna hop in the car and take Mickey down to the pool and, and let him get some some summer fun and uh, and I, I think those in like movie nights and trying to trying to carve out the time. We just watched the update to the Chosen last night. The, 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 another the release latest release of the Chosen. Yeah. We love those uh, those episodes and yeah. just seeing Jesus interacting with Mary last night was so powerful. And to watch it together and to talk about it those. Those are important times. We sat out on the uh, on the back porch this morning, just casually. It wasn't like a okay family meeting at eight thirty. <laughs> we just happened to all mosey out there eventually. And Sarah opened up the Bible to Proverbs twenty four, and we read the proverb of the day out out loud. And, yeah, you know, kind of dove into each each. You know, some some uh, those stanzas are more powerful, and, and they resonate more with your teenage kids and others. And you kind of dive into that. What does that mean? Like, what is this? How do we treat our enemies? How do we pray for those who are against us? And uh, those kind of conversations are so important, and we're just trying to take advantage of the time that we have because it goes fast. You're not kidding. You're not kidding. Our sons are 21 and uh, uh, sorry, 20. See, 23 and 21 almost, and then we have three girls wow. who are uh, 17 and uh, what is it, 15 and 11. And it does. Uh, is it, the days are oh, long and the years are short. So. Yeah, yeah, and your quiver is full, my friend. That's great. Yeah, it is. I appreciate it a lot. Uh, Aaron Schuster is our guest. We have a quick break to take. We keep our chat going. Aaron's going to be at the Ocean City Tabernacle this Sunday night. Details at octabernacle.org. You can look his music up, by the way, at aaronshust.com. It's A-A-R-O-N-S-H-U-S-T.com. 84 the high today, by the way. There's some sun and clouds down to 68 tonight. Kind of cloudy tomorrow. Maybe a shower, 88 the high. And Sunday on the cloudy side to start with some sun in the afternoon. Breezy. Sunday's high, 91. Phillies and Mets are doing a doubleheader today. Playing game one uh, just started, and Matt Moore will be pitching uh, for game two for the Phils around 740. Aaron Nola on the mound for game one. Uh, also, just a quick invitation. We have folks texting in to win a WFL t-shirt. We'll give a couple of those away. Just text if you want to win one. Just uh, your name is enough, name and where you're from. And if we need your address, we'll ask you for it, or you can send the whole thing, whatever you want to do. 610-500-DOVES, our number. 610-500-3683. As we give away some WFL t-shirts near the end of the hour. Get yourself in the mix by texting in whenever you get a chance to be now. And then back with more and a conversation with Aaron Shoes coming up in a second on WFIL. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. It's 439 on the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for tuning in today. 
chat with Aaron Schust, who's going to be at the uh, Ocean City Tabernacle this coming Sunday, worship leader, and done a lot of albums over the years, My Savior, My God, one of his most well-known ones, and a number of others, AaronSchust.com for info on his music, A-A-R-O-N-S-H-U-S-T.com. You can find out more about the concert this coming Sunday night at 7, octabernacle.org. Earlier in the morning, by the way, author Shanti Feldhahn is going to be there. She was on the program with us this past Monday, and she's at the 8.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. services as part of... You see Tabernacle's summer concert and speaking series. Wonderful lineup. Get more information again at octabernacle.org. Before the break, Aaron, we were talking um, about family. And I believe that we have something uh, in common. My wife and I have a daughter. She's 15. Her name's Tori Joy, and she has a, a lot of special needs. She actually hasn't, um, she's not even diagnosed, but it'd be cerebral palsy if you had to pick something. Mm-hmm. Blind, deaf, okay. and, and a lot of challenges. She's God's given her sight back and her hearing. And uh, wow. yeah, it's been amazing stuff. And uh, anyhow, but but you have a, a, yes. a, a, a son, uh, Down syndrome, is it, I think? Yep, my, my youngest, nine years old, Down syndrome. Um, he has alopecia. A lot of people think he's going through uh, some kind of cancer uh, treatment, but it's not the case. He just okay. he has no hair. So he's uh, beautifully cue ball bald. Uh, <laughs> and he, uh, oh my goodness, he is a joy. He is a joy. He has big smiles on his face. He's always the first one to wake up, and he always makes a little rooster noise. So he looks, to me, he looks like he might be around three years old. He's very, very small. Okay. Um, there's, there is some chance that he is a... Um, I mean, you said undiagnosed. There's a there's a chance. So there's some doctors who believe that he is he does not fit neatly into the three named categories of Down syndrome because yeah. uh, he's so so teeny um, yeah. that he just doesn't quite fit the mold of what they can describe. So, but he does have Down syndrome for sure. Okay. And uh, and he uh, he also was was deaf and God brought his healing back miraculously. Wow. So every once in a while, I like to say that God flexes his muscles and, and reminds us that he's absolutely capable and in control. And he doesn't, he doesn't answer every single prayer that way, the way that we often ask for him to intervene. Uh, but we trust that he's sovereign and that he's good. He has a plan. And uh, I think there, there are times for all of us where we'll look back, maybe not in this life, but in the life to come, we'll look back and say, I'm so glad God didn't answer my prayer the way I was begging him to, because I see now that he had a bigger thing in store for me. You know, Aaron, one day... We learned so much with Michael. Oh, I I was going to say the same thing. And one day, what you just said about God is sovereign and all those characteristics you're rattling off. I remember one morning around the breakfast table when Tori was a couple years old, I asked the other three kids at the time, who were older, to put their their glasses on and... um, uh, you know, when you, when you, t- you take your fingers, you put them on your face, you flip, you flip them yes. upwards. And I said, now look at Tori and, um, and say something about God that you know is true. Because mm-hmm. I wanted the lens to be like, so God knows my name. God is sovereign. God's in control. Rather, the right. big difference between looking at Tori and then looking to the left over at God then back to Tori and trying to make – trying to merge them. So let's look mm. through what's true, what we know is true. So when we look at Tori, that right. doesn't determine, right? Ooh, so that's great. Well, you were you were just saying that there that, that brought that to mind from years ago. So mm. amen, amen to those great words, my friend. That's that's a great thing, and to have that trust awesome. that God is good. So yes, yes, yeah, and we've uh, God's taken us through a journey just the past. Mm, I've been saying ten years, but it's probably twelve years now. With even with Nikki, who's 
Uh, I'm taking to the pool here in a moment. He's gone through so much, and he, he had his deathbed experience when the doctor said, come on in and say your goodbyes. Uh, and there was a miraculous disappearance of this incurable disease um, that the next morning was no longer there. And you just uh, that's one of those moments where God just shows you, I can do this. Don't, don't worry. And, it, and it's interesting, Tim, because faith increases in those moments, and you go into the next big prayer session, whatever, whatever you're intervening for and interceding for then, with increased faith, and sometimes God doesn't, like with Michael, he had a major heart defect. And we're like, okay, well, we've just prayed about Nikki and seen some major healing, so let's pray for this heart to be healed. But whenever, like, it's time for open-heart surgery, the doctors would discover they don't need to. This would be great. You know, God's glory, and we're trying to reason with God why this is a good idea. And, and he didn't heal the heart miraculously. And I don't know why, but I trust. I trust that God's got a plan. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I've been singing for a long time. I'm not skilled to understand what God has willed, what God has planned. And that's, there's, there's my lens that I've been looking through for about 16 years. I, love uh, that. I don't have to have everything figured out, you know? I love that. My God, my Savior, my God, uh, other songs mm-hmm. folks know, like My Hope Is You. And just, uh, I know I want mm-hmm. to get to the pool. Uh, the newest album, is it no, no- Nothing to Fear? Is that no, the... No- Nothing to fear. Yeah, I was. It's interesting when I when I put a full album together, and I've been kind of working on individual singles recently. But when I put a full album together, I don't always have an idea of what the the title's going to be until I kind of look back on, on all you know ten or so songs as if they're a time capsule for what I've been working through and thinking through over the past year or so. Uh, and the theme that rose to the surface was nothing to fear, and this is before COVID. It's just like it, it, when we. When we trust, when we trust that God is who He says He is, there's nothing to fear. And one of the main themes, even though it wasn't one of the biggest songs, was this song called "More Than Welcome." And I was inspired by the story of Esther. You know, she was welcome. She was a, she was afraid that when she walked into the presence of the king, that he might not welcome her. Yeah. But what a contrast to what's described in the book of Hebrews that we have access and we can come before the throne of grace with boldness, knowing that we are welcome in the presence of the king. So come what may, there's nothing to fear. And it's interesting. I mean, like there, sometimes I feel badly that so many of my songs over the years, um, they, they run through that filter of, you know what, God's good and God has this. And if we don't understand, I mean, probably the song from this most recent record, the one that got played on radio a little bit was This I Know. And it's Jesus Loves Me, This I Know. When I'm surrounded by uncertainty, when my fear tries to steal control, there's one thing that's no mystery. Jesus loves me, this I know. That's and so uh, that's it's it's been helpful for me even through this past year with with COVID and things shutting down and not being on the road, which is my living. Yeah, um, that the God's in control. Well, and uh, the last question, if I could, because I think it's important from a global perspective. You mentioned Will Graham, and you've traveled to many countries. Just a, a quick snapshot. Anything you can share about the the body of Christ worldwide? What you see? Even you know whether how how they worship. Or just the need, the hunger, and it could be people who aren't believers yet, but who maybe you've seen come to a concert or an event, and and their eyes were open too, not just here in Pennsylvania, for example, or in Nashville. Well, I'll tell you the first thing that came to my mind when you said that. Um, you mentioned Will Graham, and you mentioned international travel, and one thing that, that I haven't overthought about this, but boy, I'm sure glad you brought that up, because it made me think about two or three years ago, I went with Will Graham to Romania um, to lead three days of gospel presentation, and I was, I was, we, we led worship. The band was there, we led worship. It was a, a, um, an arena that they squeezed as many people. I'm sure they were breaking fire code 
for as many people as squeezed in there. And there were like 3,000 people apparently outside in the parking lot. They had um, screens outside. About 3,000 people were in the parking lot to watch mm. for three days. So it was exciting. Um, one thing I noticed um, was that people were very, very well-dressed. We're talking like full-on suits a lot of the men would wear. Wow. Um, kids, uh, kids like, uh, you know, teenagers, like, uh, you know, girls, blouses and, and long black dresses, and just very, very well-dressed. I would think about, you know, going to church in the, in the 80s, going to summer camp in the, in the heat of the Pennsylvania summers, and people were wearing, wearing suits and ties. I'm like, what are you doing? I want to wear a T-shirt and shorts. But, you know, it's right. kind of the way it was. You dressed up for church back in the day. You dressed up to fly anywhere on an airplane. That's kind of how it felt in Romania a couple of years ago. And then I'll add to that, and there is something deeper than just how they dress. Um, they were singing songs with gusto. With hands raised, they were worshiping the songs that I had not heard in 20 years. And what I took away from that was we in the Western church put so much emphasis on what is new and fresh and popular and cool. And if, I mean, I've heard people say, oh, here's an old song. And they played some song that was four years old. I'm like, mm. it's not old. <laughs> what in the world? Yeah. And here are, here are believers just engaging with the living God, hands raised, worshiping, crying, it's not laughing like holy laughter, but like just smiling, just full of joy, singing songs like, they said the most popular song, I'll give you a specific example, in Romania at that time was Majesty. We're talking like old school, Majesty, worship is Majesty. Now, I'm not talking like come now fount of every blessing, 300 years old. Right. We're right. all creatures of our God and King, 1,000 years old. I'm just talking like 20, 30 years old. Right. But we, we in the Church, we too often discredit great songs of theological depth because it's old school. Yeah. Um, and they, they didn't care about that. They worshiped. And I, I was challenged by that. Aaron, I love that. Get to the pool, will you? Uh, thank you for, for so, <laughs> so much for taking time. And I, I can picture your son like, Dad, Dad, when can we get? Okay. So, <laughs> but he was sitting. In, he was sitting in my jeep when I said, "Hey, man, I got a phone call to make. Come on in. It's hot." Yeah, please. Well, please thank him. I've, I've left my kids in the car a number of times too. We're at church. We're leaving. No, we're really leaving now. No, don't go talk to your friends. <laughs> know, we're right? really leaving. So, well, oh, this Sunday, O.C. Well, Tabernacle, that's going to be wonderful, Aaron. And God bless you and your family. Thank you for loving the Lord and being an example and a, and a blessing to the body of Christ the way you do. Amen. You too, brother. Have Thank a, you, Tim. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Aaron Shoes again at the O.C. Tabernacle this Sunday night at 7. Free concert, octabernacle.org for details. Privilege to have Aaron on the program today. Quick break. We have our fun pun segment coming up. Also, one last call. If you want to win a WFIL t-shirt, we have some to hand out. Text in your name to 610-500-DOVE. 610-500-3683. We'll make a couple of winners, do some little drawing action here. 610-800, I'm sorry, 610-500-DOVE. 610-500-3683. Get your text in here in a little bit, and we'll make a couple of winners with Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL. Email Timmy D at WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL, Tim DeMoss Show. The cherry on the Sunday each Friday and each week is this fine. Now that's punny segment. Victoria has her feet up on the beach or something today. I don't know where she's at. She's not in today. So uh, Doug Schaub, our longtime production director, has been here for how many years? Going on 24. Wow. That means you get a, a plaque or a solid gold ingot next year. Thank you. Something like that. <laughs> well, I'm not giving it to you, but somebody might. 
So you're stepping in, and this is and you've never done the pun segment, right? I have not. You're and you're well familiar because you listen to every show, right? I do. Yes, yeah. I okay. So faithfully. So so right on. So folks know your voice, of course, because you're all over the station. I yeah. Well, so maybe you can drop by sometime, and we'll dig deeper into the Doug Shaw background because it, it, it's, it you've been in all, a lot of stations around this market over the years. Just about every one, except for, you know, a half a dozen. Yeah. <laughs> well, in front of you, I, I can trust you with this job because in front of you, you'll see red buttons, gray buttons, and yellow buttons. The red are for when I give you a pun that is really, you want to boo. You don't like it so much. Gray is if you're like, yeah, it's all right. Not bad. And yellow for the ones you like. Okay. All right, so... The, I'm just going to rattle off some puns, and you hit the buttons, whatever you want to hit. All right, but don't think too hard. No. <laughs> I, know, I know how analytical you can be. My head hurts when I do that. Are you ready? Let's roll, baby. All right. <clears throat> so, Doug, did you hear about the truck loaded with Vicks Vapor Rub that overturned on the Schuylkill? Why, no. Amazingly, there was no congestion for eight hours. Thank you. Enjoy the veal. Tip your waitress. We'll be here all weekend. <laughs> Doug, there is no excuse for laziness here at the radio station. But if you find one, let me know. <laughs> My daughter asked me uh, this week if I could put on her shoes. I'm like, I don't think they'll fit me. What? <laughs> My daughter asked me if I could put on her shoes. Mm-hmm. And I said... I don't think they'll fit me. You're killing me, Small. I understand we're in different studios. This, my, the ceiling in here is not the best, but it's up there. <laughs> Admit it, you kind of like the button pushing, don't you? I do. Well. Hold on. Let me stop this baby from crying. Oh, it's all right. I bet the butcher the other day uh, at the supermarket that he could not reach the meat that was on the top shelf. He refused to take the bet, though, because he said the stakes were too high. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That was good. All right. Once upon a time, long time ago, I knew a woman who owned a taser. She was stunning. Thank you so much. Uh... It was my birthday this week, and I told my kids that when I was their age, my daughter Tess is almost 18, I said, I, was a, I worked with a plumber when I was uh, your age, but I had to quit because the work was just too draining. <laughs> Do you know the, the sad thing about this is I actually, these things come to mind very quickly when I'm at home with my kids. It's like when I'm around them, these naturally pop into my head. So, well, bad puns, Doug. It's how I roll. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. You think you might come back again sometime? If you force me to, I'll okay. you this time. Perfect. <laughs> There'll be some nice party gifts to you backstage. It's Doug Schaub helping us out with our fine pun segment. I actually am ending this program in a little bit of an unorthodox way. We just have a... A few minutes left, and rather than rattle off some more puns, I wanted to uh, do two things. First, I want to congratulate Bob in Westville, New Jersey, and Mary in Philadelphia. There are WFL t-shirt winners. They texted in today. 
and uh, are going to get a WFL t-shirt. We'll text them back for their size and preference of the color of blue and, uh, and whitish gray. And we'll be making more winners throughout the summer. But I also want to just take a moment and give God uh, glory and credit and honor and thank him. Uh, today is my three-year anniversary of being back at the radio station, WFIL. Three years ago today was my first day. It's interesting. June 23rd, 2018, I turned 50. It was a Saturday. And then there was Sunday. And Monday, the 25th of June, 2018, I started um, back here at the radio station. I used to work on the station when I was in my 30s, and uh, the station changed format in 2004. That's back when I was on 990 AM. It was a Christian music station and had some teaching programs, too. And uh, the format flipped to conservative news talk, conservative news talk, which is currently what it is now. And it was a very hard day for me back in 2004. Very hard. I, I loved uh, working with the audience. I loved getting to know people, playing the music, and a lot of good was happening. Our parent company made that switch. I had a chance to stay and do marketing and things. And I was like, I tried it for a little bit. Like, this isn't really what I want to do. I love music too much. And I, and I wound up going to a different network for a number of years. Uh, and also, you know, left there after a bit, did some other things. And always had the hunger and love of music and love of radio to do. I didn't know if I'd get to do it again or not. But I'm just grateful that God's allowed me to come back uh, and not only do to do this show, but a lot of other things too. I'm technically in management, so I, I help with a lot of decisions that are made and just help map things out so I have a chance to have an influence on what the station's about, how we do things. It's not all up to me or anything like that, and I really wouldn't want it to be. I still love this. You know, this is so much fun. Uh, and an opportunity to, to do a show specifically like that we're doing now as well. I'm, I'm grateful that God's allowing me after a lot of years. I could share more about this another day, but I'm just grateful to be able to do a show, not just this hour, but earlier this hour, we had a guy named Rob Barnett on. He used to be the president of CBS Radio. And it was worked at MTV, and he had a book out. He has a book out on getting hired. How do you get a job? So I don't know that he, where he's come from with regard to the Lord, but he's on the program just sharing about stuff he's learned. Want to pass that along to you. And then we had worship leader Aaron Schust on too. So, very thankful for these opportunities that God's given three years ago to the day to be back on the air here in WFL uh, in, in Philadelphia. So have a wonderful weekend. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be here. See you Monday. Hi, this is Jim Maxson from Acts 413 Ministries. We'd like to pray with you right now. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.